This podcast contains explicit content. This podcast is hardly focused. Hey, one time I huffed Gorilla Glue, and that was a mistake because some of it got in my nostril. We are Hardly Focused. You can find us at hardlyfocused.com. We're on your favorite podcast app. You just search there for Hardly Focused. We also experimented a little bit with live streaming in this episode. Uh, The first segment you can find on our YouTube channel at hardlyfocused.com slash YouTube. And the second segment we did on our Facebook page. And you can find that at facebook.com slash hardly focused podcast. I think the, the, the Facebook stream went better. So we might try that again in the future. Um, All right. uh, It's the Ack and Jack show today. It's just myself, Jack, and Ack. Hello. And I was told that uh, I don't don't think it's anywhere around us, but in the region of Massachusetts, uh, I mean, it's raining like a mother outside right now. Uh, oh yeah, isn't there a hurricane making its way towards us? I think so, and this might be a product of that, but there was a tornado warning issued, and anytime that happens, I always have to play this. <laughs> that, that's we from, hardly knew you. Uh, that is from Twister, and well before he passed, Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, claimed to, to just be coked out of his mind when they were filming that movie, which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> my goal, you know, one of my goals is to be him from that movie because uh, he <laughs> he drove around in a uh, in a school bus, like a, a, a short bus, but he. Uh, he modified it so there were just like on the shelves there were just TVs that were just broadcasting different things one TV was just I don't know if it was like you know the MTV of the 90s or just things he had on tape but it was always just broadcasting music videos and he had speakers that would broadcast that music and that was just so badass and that's what I want (laughs) just to be able to drive down like a backcountry road yeah that is the dream I want to be Philip Seymour Hoffman in Schenectady, New York, dying and incredibly depressing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and uh, that, you know, he's one of those guys, too, who's... There's a lot of people in that movie. That movie came out in 96, and apparently it's getting a remake now, thanks. Really? Universal. Yeah, I, that, that news broke a few weeks ago. A, a unnecessary remake, considering... Uh, you know, it'd be desecrating the grave of Bill Paxton and uh, what used to be Helen Hunt's face before the plastic surgery. But, um, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman obviously like shot to superstardom after that movie came out. And there's a couple other people in that movie too that you, uh, that they're all famous now to some degree, and they were just like in small bit parts. I remember Anthony Rapp has like a very small part in that movie. Um, is one of the bad guys. He's on the bad guys team. He's on Carrie Ellis's uh, supervillain oh, team, yeah. the supervillain tornado chasers. But um, uh, Anthony Rapp, now uh, Star Trek Discovery, 
one of the prominent whistleblowers in the Me Too movement, and also a famous stage actor. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Nintendo kind of uh, an interesting week for Nintendo. In the past week or so, what has been referred to as the GigaLeak occurred. A, a whole bunch of things were found by people who like to look for things. <laughs> and they discovered all of these little things that were rumored for a long time or speculated about and it's all real now um, I, well, of course it came from 4chan <laughs> just, I have, yeah the, of course no article about this whole this thing has been short uh, but polygon has at least breaks it down and mm -hmm. uh, has a good article about it according to polygon in late july anonymous users on the internet bulletin board 4chan started posting files purporting to show source code and development repositories of over a dozen classic nintendo games from super mario world and a canceled zelda 2 remake to super mario 64 and the legend of zelda ocarina of time since then Fans have poured over the files and are flooding social media with all sorts of previously unreleased information from some some from games we know and love and some hailing from early builds of those games. It's all real. It's 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 for all intents and purposes real. Not not just source co source code and other interesting tidbits found in in this leak, but I guess floor plans of Nintendo's headquarters. Oh god. And also porn. And it all came oh. from like an employee's computer. So someone just had porn just on there. Whoops. <laughs> uh, so one thing that came out was a, a development tool for Star Fox 2. Wow. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was um, the guy basically built his own tool in order to make the game. And yep. he was like stunned that this managed to be leaked he was like how the hell did you guys find this i made this from scratch like 25 years ago yeah uh dylan cuthbert <laughs> is his name and he posted on twitter a few days ago what the fuck i haven't seen this tool i made for Star Fox 2 in almost 30 years i wrote it in early c to teach myself the language more than anything else where the hell have hackers got all this obscure data from yeah that's fascinating <laughs> Uh, there seems to, he goes on to say, there seems to have been some massive leak of Star Fox source code, and people are more interested in finding the word fuck in comments than they are by the fact we had one of the first multi-threaded tokenized script languages ever used in a game. <laughs> yeah, no one cares about that! <laughs> I want to hear Star Fox and Flippy Toad say fuck! <laughs> I want to see those hidden boobs! There's got to be boobs in here somewhere! <laughs> those old 8-bit titties. Uh, blah 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 polygon asks how were these files obtained they say quote since they were uploaded anonymously it's definitely it's hard to definitively say what happened however 2020 has seen a number of nintendo related source code leaks mostly about older pokemon games the running theory says that it all hails from the same specific information breach but we don't know for sure uh, so then here's the big one they have a section called what have, what have people found mm -hmm. in super mario world According to Polygon, uh, Super Mario World contains assets where it appears Luigi gives the player the middle finger. <laughs> God damn it, Luigi. <laughs> At some points, uh, Yoshi, there was an old variant of Yoshi called Grandpa Yoshi, and this ties into the beginning of this episode. He looks like Wilford Brimley. Yeah, he does. 
Oh God. Yeah. He's got Dino Beatus. Uh here, I'll just uh make this easier for you, X, since we still got the thing open here. Can I just see my screen? I can. Yeah, so there's um there's Grandpa Yoshi there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With his big bushy eyebrows and his uh Wilford Brimley mustache there. No no word if he has diabetes or not. Now, the weirdest one that I'm aware of that wasn't really in this Polygon article um, is the Luigi in Super Mario 64 leak. That's right. Because that was one of those things that was like, that, you know, oh, my, my friend's cousin's dad who works for Nintendo said that if you get all 120 stars in 24 hours on a Wednesday in May, you'll <laughs> unlock Luigi. And, you know, just the conspiracy theories back back in the earlier days of video games, before we could just Google these things and have the answers to all of our mysteries instantaneously, there were just endless urban legends about all these games. And, and Luigi being in... Super Mario 64 was one of the most prevalent rumors of that era. And it would make sense, right? Like, what's, yeah. what's a Mario game without Luigi? And one of the hints is that there's a statue in a fountain outside the castle in Super Mario 64 with some scribbles on it that you can't quite make out what it says. Yet people had theorized for over a decade now that it says L is real 2401 and allegedly these leaks the giga leak came out 24 years and one month after the release of super mario 64. oh jesus oh my god it's 9-11 conspiracies all over again (laughs) so people are, are now taking this to a level of this was some sort of meta plan from the very beginning oh god it's on a grassy knoll (laughs) <laughs> one magic bullet <laughs> yeah but that is nuts though that it that uh, it is actually l is indeed real mm-hmm. uh, but again no brainer it's a mario game what's a mario game without luigi what, yeah exactly what? people just figured him being playable had to be hidden in there somewhere what doesn't make any sense to me and I, this wasn't part of the leak, but it was something that I guess was revealed within the last few years, is that Mario, his last name is Mario. <laughs> so that means that Luigi's last name is Mario? Luigi Mario? Yeah. What? I think Shigeru Miyamoto has confirmed that. He, he's confirmed a couple of uh, weird things, like... I don't know, I think he, I think he like confirmed off the record that Bowser Jr.'s mom is in fact Peach. <laughs> and people like, oh, the implications of that are pretty disturbing, dude. We didn't need that knowledge. <laughs> so Peach suffers from Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. I see. See, that's what I want to see. Stop making your Mario games geared towards kids. Let's let's get the let's get the real investigations going. Let's see <laughs> just what happens when Peach, and to a lesser extent Daisy, are held captive by bowser what is going on yeah and you know um another leak from from the giga leak um we finally have the voice clip 
uh, in high definition of Mario saying, so long, gay Bowser, at the end of Super Mario 64. <laughs> thus confirming Bowser as uh, perhaps the first LGBT character in Nintendo's lineup. Now you got me looking. Is this is this it? Right? Yeah, that's that's probably it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's gotta that's gotta be like uh, the Japanese not knowing the meaning of the word. Yeah, or they, I think they just. It's his Italian accent. It's him saying lung, but like lunga. And it came out as long gay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, there was a, a famous cut level called Genocide City Zone that sounds yep. badass and very dark at the same time. Mm -hmm. But it's because the Japanese developers <laughs> didn't quite realize what the word genocide means <laughs> when, yeah. when translated so other things that were found uh, some test areas for super mario 64 these exist you know these exist in most games just test areas to make sure that the game actually works uh, a very very archaic looking 3d link yeah <laughs> you know I, I thought that the the brief amount that I played the original Final Fantasy VII, um, when it was right in that era where they were like first dipping their toes into 3D, it's so polygonal, it's so like blurry and hard to look at. It's considerably uglier than like the one generation previously when we were still just sticking to 2D. Right. Like that that transitional period, things didn't actually look good. Like it was cool that we were moving into 3D, but my god, was it hard to look at. <laughs> Even Mario in Mario 64 just looks weird. It does, yeah. Have you played Odyssey on the Switch? No, I haven't. Okay. Oh, I won't spoil it for you then. There's there's some cool little throwbacks to uh, Mario 64 uh -huh. in that one. So you should try that though. That's a good one. I've actually been meaning to replay it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, know, I, I've never been as much into the like mainstream Mario platformer games. Like I think the last one I played was uh, Super Mario Galaxy, which was uh, for the Wii came out probably what, 12 years ago? Oh yeah. yeah. I haven't played one since then. I'm playing on my uh, mini Super Nintendo. Oh. Uh, Super Mario World 2. Never nice. played it before. And uh, that is a great game. That's, that's what I got to get back into it. But that's one of those games that uh, had I played it, you know, when it first came out, when I was growing up, oh man, I, I probably wouldn't have, I probably would have played the fuck out of that game. <laughs> that would have been my song, The Hedgehog. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the SNES is classic. I, we got it. I only played earthbound on it so far because that was an old classic i had never played but there are a couple others on there i do want to get around to playing at some point like uh, final fantasy 6 mm -hmm. super mario rpg like games that are considered masterpieces for their time yep and they're all in this one teeny tiny little box i have sitting over in the corner collecting dust you can hack it you can hack it and install some games on there i've got uh, yeah. sonic 3 and knuckles installed on it 
because <laughs> nice. I'm not uh, I'm not going to hack my uh, Sega Mini, mm -hmm. the actual Sega Mini, uh, because it's just too badass of a system, and I've got what's called the Tower of Power. So uh, <laughs> nice. it comes with the uh, 32X, uh, the original Sega CD, and then it's even got a uh, Sonic 3 and Knuckles that you can take apart, but they're otherwise nice. locked on. It's it's not Sonic 3 and Knuckles unless it's two cartridges awkwardly stuck together like legos because that made sense because that's how you circumvented trying to fit everything onto a 32 megabit cartridge 32 mm. megabits yeah and that was too much it would have been too expensive to try to, to manufacture one game <laughs> so they tried they couldn't do it but they tried i know uh, the reason that game too it, while you never see sonic 3 and uh, sonic and knuckles ever get re-released is because of michael jackson yeah that is still a uh, thing yep they won't get re-released because of the the music there there have been a couple of re-releases where the michael jackson contributions have been replaced with entirely new music and that music is terrible oh man that sucks the music is like the most iconic part and sonic 3 had some of the best music too yeah out of the entire series um it really did there's uh Within the last year, a beta version of Sonic 3 was discovered, and it has that original... It, it has the music that has been used in those sporadic re-releases, and this music was intended to be, I guess, in the game the whole time, and at some point, in development, Michael Jackson got involved and was, No, we gotta do all my own music, Blanket! And uh, then we got you know, these mashups of his own music brilliantly done, too. I, the Ice Cap Zone music is still some of my uh, favorite. That's the one I was thinking of. Ice Cap Zone is so good. And that one, too, wasn't even Michael Jackson. That was by a band called The Jetsons. Really? Yeah, it's a song called Hard Times. Uh, and I, ju <laughs> I just pulled it up for you, so this is what it sounds like. It sounds like a Samsung ad. so good yeah uh from uh so it was posted it looks like it was posted by the actual record label uh in 2009 uh that that recorded them uh the band's called jetsons the song's called hard times the jetsons hard times 1982 the song at the center of song the hedgehog ice cap zone controversy far and away the jetsons were the most important band out of tempe arizona in the 1980s just to be considered in the same breath as them was better than selling a million records said gin blossoms vocalist robin wilson the band's sensational live act packed venues nightly, leading to the release of Made in America. Hmm. So, uh, w one thing you can't uh, uh, attribute to uh, Michael Jackson, but uh, people have pointed out two similarities, though, in, in 
his music in that zone and other zones. And there's there's a very well-known video on YouTube where someone actually went yeah. through and picked apart all of the uh, Michael Jackson music. Uh, Made in Moscow, I think, was one of them. Or Stranger in Moscow, I think it was. I, I don't remember. I'm not a, yeah. I, I'm not a big Michael Jackson fan. I know Thriller and uh, Beat It. You want a good Michael Jackson mashup? It's the uh, Metropolis Zone from Sonic 2 mixed with Beat It. <laughs> Yeah, that I love awesome. mashups of like old music and video game music. It oh. always comes out so great. I gotta find something for you. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Danzig? Mm -hmm. Someone made a mashup recently. It's not video game related, but you'll like this. It's a mashup of Donna Summer and Danzig. <laughs> and it actually works really well. Uh, it's called... Uh, <laughs> Bad mother. Uh, here we go. Why is it so perfect? <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. <laughs> All right. Uh, just a couple of quick things from the leak. Um, some early designs of Ocarina of Time dungeons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, room one. And there was uh, then Zelda 2, some uh, sprite sheets for Link, what Link would have looked like. He's a little elf. So there you go. Called the Giga Leak. And like I mentioned, there's also Nintendo floor plans that were part of the leak and then uh, a substantial amount of pornography. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's always interesting when these things happen because um, something sort of happened with now, Sonic the Hedgehog, I bring it back to Sonic the Hedgehog because I was a Sonic kid growing up, but there was a big leak in, I'd say, 2006 of a ton of unreleased, either unreleased or beta versions of various Sega Genesis games, including a plethora of Sonic the Hedgehog betas. Mm -hmm. Including the... If you follow anything about the Sonic the Hedgehog series, there was a version of 
Sonic the Hedgehog 2, a very early version of it that was featured on the old show Nick Arcade, where Melissa Joan Hart famously tried to play through Emerald Hill Zone and failed spectacularly. But that I was, remember that. That was the f world's first glimpse at a Sonic the Hedgehog sequel in, in 1992. Uh, and that was included as part of that leak, uh, an actual playable version of that specific beta build. So it's always interesting how, A, people get their hands on these things, and then B, when they come out, just it, usually the, the companies involved, like Nintendo or Sega, just kind of sit back and say, eh, well, whatever. Right. It's, it's all old stuff, and B, maybe we'll, we should actually lock down our shit so these things don't happen again. <laughs> Be more concerned about, you know, your future plans getting out and less about, uh, you know, a source code builder for Star Fox 2, for example. Right. So. Cool. All right. So that's uh, it for the Giga Leak, and uh, I will say that's it for this episode of Hardly Focused. Act, thank you for spending your Sunday with me. Of course, always happy to be here. We should do this more here being in my house in front of my laptop, which is where I'll be anyway. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You know, I've, I've always for ever since I started doing podcasting was always big about having people in the same room with me doing shows and the pandemic has lifted a lot of stigmas, including podcasting. It's made it much easier to do remote podcasting. So uh, mm -hmm. we need to absolutely do more of these Zack and Jack episodes in the future. We've basically been living on Teams. Teams has given us the possibility to continue to innovate. That ad doesn't play anymore. It's I no, I know they've moved on to new Teams ads. <laughs> they they must have heard the they must have heard the podcast episode I did shitting all over it because they're not airing <laughs> it anymore. Oh no, one guy in Worcester, Massachusetts doesn't like the ad. We have to stop airing it. Take it but out that of rotation. Guy has a podcast. He must have a lot of pull. <laughs> they don't let just anyone have a podcast, you know. Has has South Park done an episode shitting on podcasting? I don't know. I haven't watched it in a couple seasons, so yeah. Because I'm playing the fractured butthole right now. Yeah. So, and uh... how is it? I, I really liked um, Stick of Truth, but I haven't played Fractured Butthole. This one is. I, I think I would put Stick of Truth above it. I, I wish that I wish that Stick of Truth played like this one does. It's it's different. Like the battle system's mm -hmm. different, and I and I wish it, it seems like they learned a lot from there. But I I preferred like the you know the fantasy thing that they were going with with Stick of Truth versus right. the the whole coon thing. Um, yeah. So, but it's it's funny. I mean, I like it. It's just like it's like you're watching an episode of South Park. So. Yeah. Um, it's not bad, and it took me a very long time to realize, you know, what the fractured butthole means. So, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> boy, am I stupid! <laughs> All right, Kroll Ack, uh, we'll do this again. All right, thanks for having me on. And uh, with that, say goodbye, Kate. That's all we got for you. Bye. So, okay, folks, I gotta go to my next show. See you later, nice time. This podcast is hardly focused. Well, a lot of things happen today, and they're all great. Get hardly focused on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget me.